0: What's going on ladies and gentlemen? Happy Tuesday. Uh, We just had a great long uh, Memorial Day weekend. Hope everyone had a fun and safe weekend. Uh, We got a jam-packed episode here for you. Uh, So today we get into uh, starting with some current events, uh, four ways to strengthen your relationship uh, in the next coming months. Uh, So we go through uh, big four things, not terribly hard to do, but things that will really advance uh, your relationship. Uh, in the the near future. Also talk about uh, being in the the role that I am, uh, how working out can affect your sleep and how that can help you uh, get uh, some more minutes uh, per night uh, from recent research and and how much uh, sleep and exercise can really affect uh, your daily uh, mood and activity. Uh, Tim, would you take us through uh, what's going on in the world?
1: Yeah, so Beyond Meat, which is a plant-based vegan company uh, led the first IPO in this space. So for there's a lot of different companies besides Beyond Meat out there But Beyond Meat had a successful first IPO. We discuss uh, the future of of These type of companies and what they could mean for for stock prices and w- whether they're worthy investments Because I think it's it's a first wave of something that is coming. So we'll talk about
0: that They should have a joke like to veganism and beyond like yeah. a, uh, a Buzz Lightyear or something, but use the beyond
1: yeah that's a good (laughs) suggestion for their social media. I
0: want royalties. (laughs) Royalties.
1: Yeah, and we also talk about Carter Stewart, who is a top MLB draft prospect who is outsmarting the MLB draft system. So he was signed on to play with uh, the Braves but decided to take a different route uh, in a different country, uh, which a lot of other players are doing this and our players getting paid what they're worth. We kind of discussed that uh, with the MLB and what that can mean for the future uh, with these athletes who are negotiating uh, rookie contracts. So,
0: Yeah, then we uh, we got into our RLEs. Uh, so after a good weekend, we, we kind of recap. And, and uh, one actually kind of happened over my holiday weekend. Uh, if someone is just really pushing your buttons and you're not going to change the environment, you're ignoring, you're doing all the right things, sometimes it's just better off to leave. So we get into that a little bit. Uh, Tim, what'd you have for an RLD? You had a, you had a pretty, uh, impactful one.
1: Yeah. So I had a, uh, it was a good sales week last week, but I was taught a really valuable lesson uh, revolving around keeping a positive mindset right after you've received bad news and how these types of things can come up anytime. So the best practices in terms of getting your mindset right and carrying positive energy into your next interaction after you receive bad news, because I'm sure a lot of people, Have had similar instances like this, whether they're in sales or not. Like you'll receive bad news, but you got to go to work and and put on a good face. So I Mm -hmm. I just I just talk about how you can forget bad news, translate it into a positive mindset, and have a productive rest of your day.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you know we always got to get nerdy with it on some book talk. So uh, talk about arguing for your limitations, uh, and they're yours. So if you say I can't do this, it's always going to be this way or that way. I always ruin this. Uh, we talk about getting into that and trying to switch that in in your mind, uh, because you are your greatest critic, so maybe you need to recite those limitations and, and change those up, uh, that, and then talk about how God's footprints are on everything, uh, the good, the bad, he knows what's going on, he's got it, and he gets it. We don't always understand it, but he's got it. So, Tim, what, uh would you get into some book talk today?
1: Yeah, so I end the show talking about a book by Stu Heineke called How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. So it talks about the different ways uh, to provide value to high-level people and organizations that are very busy and see a lot of messages every day. So this book kind of explains uh, the best ways to provide value in that regard and the best ways to get in touch with these people. So I talk about the four stages of contact that every person goes through when Successfully getting in touch with these high-level CEOs and how to differentiate yourself. So, a lot of good value in this episode, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really excited for people to listen to this on the Tuesday coming coming off of Memorial Day. Um, if you guys ever get a chance, uh, if, this, if this show is providing value to, to you in some way, if there's anything that you see that could be improved upon in this show that could help us, uh, please take 30 seconds to go leave a review uh, under apple podcast uh, give us a five-star review and tell us how can we be better how we're doing well we appreciate your ear every episode without you we wouldn't be where we're at today so thank you enjoy the episode uh, episode 55
0: tim what'd you uh, what'd you do for the weekend
1: yeah well first off happy Mor- memorial day <sighs> Thank Tastes you to like all the freedom. people, men, women, sacrificed their lives for our country so that we can live in the greatest country on the earth. And damn right, pursue what's meaningful to us. And that wouldn't be possible without those people. And also condolences to the families who have lost people who have fought over there. So great weekend, and definitely kept that in mind all weekend, as, as I should every day. But yeah, it was a good weekend. I uh, what did I do yesterday? I went up to Hoosier Fight Club okay up in michigan city so it's like the indiana version of ufc i would say okay like mixed martial arts that's kind of cool and what's cool about that type of fighting i was like three rows back where's
0: the fight club at like uh, you said michigan city blue chip casino oh you're at the blue chip yeah nice
1: and what's cool about that fighting it's a good casino yeah everyone has i mean it's since it's mixed martial arts everyone has is like a different style like one person might be jujitsu Someone else might be freestyle. Someone else might. Someone else might be wrestling. So it's cool to see the different types of fighters just go against each other. And I, I have a newfound respect for those guys. Yeah. Their, their their workout, their training, their their eating to get them in the shape they're in to just get knocked around three hundred times a fight. Yeah. <laughs> and and withstand those blows. But yeah, it was, it was and a cool event.
0: What impresses me about them is is just like, okay, we think we're good at thinking on our feet and being, you know. Even if we're not prepared, we can still make it work. Like, you know, it's what sales makes you do. Mm-hmm. But those guys, it is, like, if you're one second too late, too fast, you're out cold.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it's amazing to me to see, like, they use exactly what they think they need when. They have such a huge arsenal of like, okay, I'm going to do this here and not here. Or he might go for this and then I can do this, this, and this, and this how I'm going to Get them mm-hmm. like it's just oh it's so fascinating to me to to see how how good they are and how quick that their level of thinking has to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk about their stamina too. That too. Yeah.
0: Especially mental. Yeah. Because like you're getting knocked around, you still have to think. Okay, what am I going to use here? Or like what, what what's his his strength been? How do I shut that down? And it's just it's nothing but problem solving. And it's mm-hmm. it it's cool to, for me to to watch that and think like wow. They can do so much, but they have to do the exact right thing with all that they can do, like the best option. It's like taking a test in business school. Choose the best answer. Fuck you, the best right answer.
1: Yeah, and just overcoming adversity and overcoming a bad hit because nothing goes as planned, like you said. And when when the guy's like up on top, of you just like hitting you and hitting you, and he's got you for the advantage for that part of the round, that small battle. Yeah. Just seeing them like overcome that the next round and, and come back. I enjoy watching those types of fights where one guy's losing and then he kind of comes back, makes it even. But
0: yeah, makes a few small changes or something and yeah, gets so, it back. That's yeah, cool, it was a good man. time.
1: And then I just I went to the pool today. the just read, compiled some some cool highlights for book talk.
0: But good deal. Yeah, good weekend. What about you? Yeah, yeah. I went to the race. Uh, I always go to the race. I went with my brother, friend of his, um, and my first year doing the snake pit, because I wasn't originally going to go. I bought him Rogan tickets for his birthday. We're going to that first weekend of June, and he's like, all right, I want to buy you a snake pit ticket for your birthday. Would you go? I'm like, absolutely. It's just, you know, I don't know if it's ever been my my crowd. Like, I love house music and stuff, but I've never done that. And, you know, there's, I don't know if I'd like it. He's like, dude, trust me. We got a great spot. Music was insane. Like, the energy was just it was live dude it was it was really good time um and yeah obviously when you're there you don't watch much of the race who won by the way uh he was he was a frenchman um i forget but frenchman that's all did yeah, it was, yeah. i saw the finish great finish yeah he, he was in second and then really? got the lead at the end mm. yeah it, phenomenal race uh from what i saw yeah but because i I, I do i do really enjoy the actual race like i've been since i was a little kid but i had a good time just clowning with my brother and you know being present for that so that was good that's cool yeah and then uh here we are so
1: perfect way to end the weekend
0: right right so that was a good time and uh no rain was yeah, supposed oh. to be like eighty yeah. percent chance of rain. I was like, you know what? I'm going for the twenty percent chance that it doesn't.
1: Yeah, as long as you have that, like, that's considered a good weekend. Because especially when you when you the forecast says it all week and yeah yeah, that's a small win to check off. I do
0: have to talk a little shit. Every single Kentucky Derby I've been to have all rained. Been to four of them.
1: Really? I didn't realize all four of them been all like of, that for you. Every that's... single one. Damn. You
0: know, and there were a couple where. We did get some time without rain, before torrential downpour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the speedway always treats me right. on wood. Indy five hundred. I know I can count on it. Yeah. But good uh, old Indiana uh, Derby's a good time too. Um, yeah. Good weekend. Real good weekend. I, uh, I was I was looking through some things going on in the world for today and saw. A couple that caught my eye. First one, four ways to strengthen your relationship in June. So not that I am currently seeing anybody, but I thought it interesting for whoever at any point in time. And one being, you know, half raised on the water, uh, spend a day on the water. And it says because water itself is calming. You know, if you think of meditation or guided meditation, you know, the sound of a river or stream, it's very soothing. Yeah. Uh, but also looking out like over a lake or a sea, having that moment of awe with like, whoa, like this is pretty beautiful scenery will make you feel like one one with nature, one with, you know, you can say God, if you believe in that, or just, just one with yourself and the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. To where it's just like everything else melts away and you look over the water and it's just, it's glorious.
1: Like we, we all share this place, right? Like we get to share this beautiful. And bed. it's like,
0: how, how blessed am I to... To be on a lake sit on a lake and just float
1: mm-hmm.
0: and look out of what man did not make yeah and then if you're with someone like a significance just like yeah, I get to share this with you yeah so I mean you could sub that in for you know hiking to the top of a mountain on a sunset or something like that you know you can sub that in but
1: yeah. Anything that's, that, like you said, brings you one with nature. Yeah. But it said day on the water, and I'm biased towards water, so that's better anyway. <laughs>
0: um, and then number two was cook in. So it's more intimate, uh, and a more desirable trait is good cooking. And it said, uh, other than a nice body, which I just kind of laughed at. I was like, <laughs> so you're hot and you can cook. <laughs> okay, who doesn't want those things? Right. But, uh, no, I, I love to cook, and I'll always cook in. Uh, Very few people do I cook for or have I cooked for, honestly. Um, But, yeah, I said cooking in, uh, definitely more intimate. Even said drink wine. So, hey, they said it, not me. If you're 21, go for some nice red. Uh, But I liked that one, obviously, because I'm obsessed with cooking. Uh, It said also speak in statements, not questions. Uh, So, for example, it had, like, why are you late? Or rather say, like, oh, I was worried about you. Mm. So it has more caring, uh, more care in your voice and, and how you're presenting things. It's like they know they're late. You don't need to hound them, uh, but it's just like, oh, I was worried about you. You know, implying like I thought you'd be here already. You know, and gives them a sense of like they're not trying to come down on me. They didn't know where I was at. Then it's mm. like, oh, this happened. This happened.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: And the fourth was take a social media uh, hiatus. So being more present. Not having to show everything off to the world and just enjoying like the things that you two do together why you do them together and, and you know no one else needs to know it's not their relationship mm-hmm. you know you can show it off what you want but it it talked about even having like a month to where you just do everything without other people needing to know yeah like it's it's not really oh, their business it's fun to show like hey this, this is what i'm seeing like i'm super excited about them like uh but and take that break of yeah. just enjoying each other and remembering why you started courting one another in the first place mm-hmm. and do those things again
1: yeah i've been on that grind man not whether it's with my girlfriend or with any of my friends so yeah i still post up when i go places but i do realize that the less i worry about telling other people where i'm at the more i'm enjoying actually being there so yeah it, it makes a difference it really does i've been trying to not do that so
0: yeah, yeah it really does so what uh, what you got?
1: Yeah, so have you heard of the the company beyond meat? I have I've, I've eaten it. okay, I wasn't sure yeah, because I've seen their, their products in stores, but they uh, they went public the first uh, they say the first vegan IPO, the first company of its nature to go mm. uh, public they 11 million shares priced at 25 per share, which raised over 240 million. Uh, so it started at 25 but now it's 70. So, a successful
0: IPO in itself. I wish I would have known that company was yeah. going public. I definitely would have bought it.
1: Yeah. So, but I, I th- the article I read was just talking about this new wave, um, the, the other competitors that are in this space, and kind of the best practices if you're an investor looking at this. So, there's like a bunch of other companies that are developing the same thing and actually doing well. Like, they're securing, like these other companies, um, Impossible Foods, which is. Burger King released the Impossible Whopper. Little Caesars is testing a sausage product from this company. Mm. Um, other companies like uh, Memphis Meats, they're getting big like investments from companies like Tyson Foods, uh, Ingredion, uh, Cargill. Like, Bottom line is there's other people besides uh, Beyond Meat that are in this space that are moving towards the direction of going public. Right. So the biggest thing that they took, took upon will... Beyond Meat, it won't be the only investing opportunity because these other people will be going public. So they're saying at this point, wait off in investing in in Beyond Meat because other people are going to be taking up the space and like the market potential is going to go down for mm-hmm. Beyond Meat because people are moving in and wait for like a, an entry point later down the road when they've had a chance to like compete with other people. So I thought it was interesting because I was looking up the the company. And I also realized that Kyrie Irving is a brand ambassador for Beyond Meat. Is he really? I, I didn't know that because
0: he was is, vegan. Is he uh, vegan?
1: Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I think he went vegan right after he joined the Celtics. Interesting. So like a year ago. Interesting. Yeah, I pulled up the website, and he's like the first person that showed like in the background, that shows up. He's wearing like a hat, and I was like, "This is Kyrie Irving." On
0: the I would love. You have no idea how much I would love to be walking down the street in a city and just pass him. And he's actually wearing a Beyond Meat hat on.
1: Yeah, yeah, just a
0: hat. He looked to like... be like, so you really do that, huh?
1: So yeah, and and Beyond Meat, their four like the four like main issues, their kind of value proposition is human health, climate change, constraints on natural resources, and animal welfare. So mm-hmm. those are like their four main pillars. And it seems like they're doing well so far. You've obviously consumed their products, but I'm interested yeah. to see where it goes. Yeah, it wasn't
0: bad. Uh, I mean. I'm a person who likes meat, mm-hmm. but you know I'll I'll try this stuff. I'll eat it uh, if if I think it's it's okay to eat. Uh, my mom she gets this too, and what gets me on this is it just goes to show how much you can talk with your dollars. So, for instance, you mentioned uh, Burger King, uh, Little Caesars. They're testing out products with. Vegan yeah meats. Yeah, uh, maybe it's doesn't just have to be vegan. It's when people uh, Have allergies to certain things whether it's gluten or or dairy you get enough requests at restaurants or you buy enough of Something like this the market shifts and so When you do that now other businesses, maybe you think their food is lesser quality, but they start doing things like this It's like, okay, that's a step. Mm-hmm so it's like now how, how you and I have talked of um, what a Whopper is like a buck or two and a salad's like eight ninety nine yeah or more yeah 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 that's the issue
1: mm-hmm. Easy. and you're giving them ass lettuce most
0: of the time anyway yeah so you know we started doing stuff like this at grocery stores at, at farmers markets things like that it is where you got to speak with your dollar
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if you buy the cheap stuff then we're gonna keep fueling. Yeah, All the things that come along with that too. So, um, yeah, consume what you want and then eventually the market will shift.
1: Yeah, I like what you said about cost. Because that, I mean, people are going to buy with what's most accessible. And I think that's going to be like one of the three things that helps like companies like this do well. Is being competitive Mm -hmm. with the other sources. And at least like being like public about the fact that, hey, this isn't from animal production. But it's going to taste... Fairly similar to, to meat, but you're going to be able to tell a, a slight difference. Right. And it's going to be affordable for you. So I like what right. you said about that.
0: One well, is just like, okay, if, if that's so convenient, here's what you do. You get a pound of some grass-fed beef. You get either like a sweet pepper or spinach for your greens. And then, you know, you get a, a thing of some berries. You throw that on your spinach. Uh, if you want a little bit of cheese, fine. You can do anything with meat like do dice up some onions and and cheese and stuff the meatballs make little meatballs Mm -hmm. Uh, then you have your veggie you can do like peppers and hummus or saute peppers onions and zucchini do that over a grill and, and foil and oil and butter i don't know but all that like a pepper a pound of beef uh some spinach uh say a few seasonings. i mean 20 25 bucks but that can get you over a course of a few days, mm-hmm. not just one meal, for a few dollars. Yeah. So it's just like small, small differences, but man, you can do a lot with you know mm-hmm. a lot with Beyond Meat too. Same thing, make like your own Chipotle bowl. Yeah. What it's a protein, a carb, some veggies, maybe some greens, some guacamole. What? Okay, maybe, hot sauce. Yeah, hot sauce. <laughs> maybe you don't make the queso, but. Like you can still melt some cheese. Same deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting to see, like, meatless meat or plant based meat or vegan stuff, actually getting the attention of these companies that have been not offering anything like this for so long. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the first wave, man. And the fact that it's been getting to this point where they're going public, so we'll keep you updated <clears throat> on that. Yeah,
0: sure. I mean, it's it, it's crazy that. The awareness that people are having now, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. So, yeah, I, when you first sent that over, I was like, hmm, I know of this company. Let's see what they're doing. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I read, it was actually today, uh, how working out can affect your sleep by helping you get 10 more minutes a night, mm. which doesn't seem like a lot, but how many mornings do we wake up and you you need, you need that extra oh, yeah. 10 minutes So if you go into it with about to get better quality sleep, because you had some regular exercise, look, if you don't do anything yet, you don't have to go out and do an Ironman tomorrow. Just start with consistent walks, Mm. and and you'll feel better. Your mood will heighten. You'll have better energy. uh, You'll have better sleep, which in turn uh, affects your mood, your productivity, uh, energy levels. I mean... I don't see a downside.
1: No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, you know, if it's if it's very intermittent, try to make it regular. Start like a couple days a week. You know, if you want to do weight training, do some start light, like, full body workouts a couple days a week, and go on some walks or some runs if you like doing that. You know, it's, it's implement it here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as excuse me, uh, in the space I work as a rehab and exercise therapist and nutrition coach. I was like, well, we need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. because just like, we we are a very sedentary society. We sit all the time. And I know like people, like you got to work. Not everyone moves all day for their job like I do. And I'm still tight in a lot of places. So uh, I could use a better sleep too.
1: Mm -hmm. What do you do? Is there any like connectors between why... Exercise helps with sleep because I know. I mean, there's a variety of different benefits for exercise, like with the way blood moves through your body. You're just you're more energized overall. But do you, do you have any like insight as to why that helps you sleep better? Just because you're you're maximizing your energy during the day, and it helps you be more at peace when you sleep. Right? Yeah. So
0: it talked about it specifically during the day. So it didn't talk about nighttime lifts. Uh, it's a different conversation, but. Uh, I didn't read the actual study they referred to, but from what I've read and, and learned from before, um, it aside from good blood flow, yes, uh, like we were meant to move as well. If you want to mm-hmm. go that route, like we originally were hunter gatherers, we were meant to move. Yeah, uh, and you know, puts you in a better mood. If you're in a better mood, that affects everything, because mm-hmm. uh, you you get that. You know that fight or flight, and then you're done. You're like, oh man, that that was satisfying. That was fulfilling. I'm glad I did that, and you're ready to go do something else. Increase your productivity too. You're more productive. You might notice that you're a little worn out once you're you're finished mm-hmm. because you're actually really working. So you're mentally working better. Yeah. You're physically working better. And I it's like, whoa, that was a good day's work, but I'm pretty beat. Mm-hmm. And then you you match that with with eating a good good meal. You're gonna sleep better. Yeah. So, I mean, it gives you the boost, but will also deplete you enough to where it's like, ah, Mm -hmm. time for some rest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I would, I can definitely speak from experience. Like I I work out usually five to six times a week and I don't ever wake up during the middle of the night. And I would say, I I mean, there's some mornings I feel tired. Of course, there's going to be mornings like that, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like overall, because I've, Ever since co- I graduated college, improved the way I eat and stay consistent with working out. It really does pay off with sleep. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From speaking from experience, so crucial. But, and yeah, I think next episode I do want to talk about the different things that how the brain operates and ec- like the the benefits of exercise on your brain mm. specifically because there's a book I read that talks about all that that stuff. So down for that book talk for next week. Yeah, you already know nerd
0: out real bad. Mm hmm. So yeah, I, I always feel the need to bring that up. Like it's just—it's so important. Even if you just do a walk every day, nothing crazy. Yeah, get your heart rate up a little bit. I mean, going to the depths of, of the benefits of you know aerobic, anaerobic exercise. It, it's the science is there. Mm-hmm. It just it—you will be better. Yeah. <laughs> so, time to move, people. That's right. What else you got?
1: Yeah. So, are you? Are you fairly educated on how the MLB draft process process works uh, with like, players? Not really. Okay, so what pretty much hap- happens is, like, in, in the NBA and NFL, you get drafted as a rookie and you make around, like, a million, two million a year for the first, like, three or four years, and then you get your next big contract, usually, okay. after, like, three or four years. Same Same thing kind of goes with football, too. Like, your rookie contract is usually about four years and you're making around a million a year depending on if you're a top draft pick maybe you're making seven or eight but with baseball it's a little different because you you get drafted you could be a high prospect you have to go play in the minors for three to five years depending on how well you play you get called up and you don't often like really make your next biggest contract until like sometimes like six to seven to eight years Mm
0: -hmm.
1: after you started and you didn't really make as much money in, in the first part of it. So this has been like a main like issue with MLB is players just not getting paid what they're worth. and Because you saw it with Kyler Murray, the number one NFL draft pick. He could have he got drafted in the, in the first or second round for baseball, but also played college football at Oklahoma. And that was the biggest thing this offseason was, was Kyler Murray going to go to the MLB draft or was he going to go to the NFL? Mm. So he ultimately chose NFL cuz he's going to be getting paid like 7-8 to $8 million for the first 4 years. Like it just made sense for him like financially. Sure. Where even though the payout in baseball could be higher, but you're you're not making like anything the first like 4 to 7 years.
0: See with that, I also consider the longevity of your sport. Yeah. You can play baseball a lot longer than you can play football.
1: True. But people like look at it like, man, I can go over here and play like football and like get all these nice things and reap all the benefits right away here in the short term. But do I want to go play in the minor leagues and and go on six hour bus rides and go play in the minors and make like that's fair? Yeah, when I could be doing this. So, bottom line is the story is there's a there's a dude who named Carter Stewart who uh, got drafted by the Atlanta Braves, drafted eighth overall, and this year, yeah, yeah, and he was gonna get paid. He, and apparently he suffered, like, a wrist injury, too. Okay. So the Braves were going to pay him, like, $4 million over six years. <laughs> hmm. Which, I mean, so people like us, yeah, that sounds like whatever. But, like, this is the eighth overall prospect. He's one of the best pitchers in the nation. Yeah. And he won't, they were saying how he may not become a free agent, technically, until 2027. Damn. Just because of MLB rules, uh, earning caps. So he decided to say, screw it. And he decided to go sign him and his agent. Apparently, they they reserve the right to go and they can go play somewhere else. So okay. he decided to go play uh, in Japan and make a guaranteed seven million in three years, and then be a free agent after three years. Wow. Whereas opposed to these dudes over here in the U.S. who got drafted, may not see the field or not field, may not become a free agent, and make that big contract until like five or seven years. So I just. I thought it was interesting how, like, you have these these players that are paid far less for what they're worth. And then you have these countries like Korea, Japan, who will pay you for -hmm. what you're worth. So why not just go play there for a couple years and then come back here to the U.S.? Because a lot of pitchers have done that. They've gone and by the time they're, like, 24 or 25, they can come back and make a big contract. Look, you might
0: as well, man. Because, like, you know, worst case, you get paid more. You leave mm-hmm. the U.S. a few years. If you have a lady, be like, yo, we're going to ball out in a different country. We'll come back. Yeah,
1: It's like you're getting paid things, everything and, paid for anyway.
0: And then you you live probably more so like a king over there than you could in a lot of places here.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. I've never been there. but uh, And it's just, you come back and you're that much better. And then it's like, okay, no, my price went up.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: this is what I did here. And this is what I was getting paid.
1: Yeah. Like so, you're not locked in, dude. And
0: and you get a you learn a second language.
1: Yeah. So Come on, baby. I dig it. I'm yeah, all about it. Yeah. Go go and take the route where you're going to get compensated for what you're worth. That's what he's doing. 100%. Yeah. They yeah, they
0: wouldn't pay him that if they didn't think he was worth that. So, right.
1: and he got drafted like he was he was evaluated at that level, but I mean he his agent is Scott Boris, who's one of the top MLB agents. He's uh, Bryce Harper's agent, mm. Clayton Kershaw. So he he, he got.
0: So he get some good deals. Yeah,
1: and this dude he he's worked with players that have done the same thing. So I just I just think this could show like a, I'm not a huge baseball fan, not kind of lie, yeah. but I do like enjoy like the the business aspect of it. Sure. Players like negotiating deals, and I think that this could this could cause a wave of players that might do the same thing if mm-hmm. it, if it makes sense for them
0: so yeah. yeah i don't know a lot about baseball like i'm a cubs fan mm-hmm. but outside of that I man i don't don't yeah. really pay attention to a lot of things like i know you darvish obviously
1: mm-hmm.
0: not bad he Be was a, he
1: was a pitcher that did this exact that was the name they good dropped. for him yeah
0: yeah he man he got paid mm-hmm. i forget what that contract was i remember it was not shabby though yeah uh yeah that's uh look like, yeah why not if you yeah. can.
1: Carter Stewart, bring him on to the podcast.
0: <laughs> that would be incredible.
1: <laughs> Talk about it. They Players came high. in.
0: We know you contract. Can you fly us to Japan? Yeah.
1: We'll come there. We'll watch a game.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll paint my chest. If that's what it takes, I will paint my chest <laughs> at this game.
1: There you go.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's always interesting to hear... More behind the scenes stuff of like mm. what people do, what they can do, what they make sure they have the option to do. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to get stuck with some rinky dink contract.
1: Mm. Rinky dink.
0: Rinky dink. Just came to me. Maybe because I said coinky dink earlier. Mm. Yeah. Just carried over. I guess.
1: But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Well, I want to, I'm interested to see like what goes on in the in the future of MLB drafts. More, more, more players do this, but
0: yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I bet it's just gonna happen more.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably. If they
0: don't want to play, then we're gonna lose our players.
1: Yeah, so it's
0: like, you know what? I think you could have sacrificed a few more million not towards Bryce Harper. I don't think he'll go go hungry, and you could spread it out just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know all his stats. Like that's a ridiculous contract. I mean, respect to, to be able to make that money. Go get it. I'm not knocking someone for making that kind of money. But it's just like if a team, like, wants to pay out a little more, you got to do less of those.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, hey, as Beef would say, smoke him if you got him. him if you... <laughs> make that paper, yeah. boo-boo. There you go. Go you, Bryce Harper. A lot of people hate him. Why? I don't know. People think he's, like, a douchey character, which I can see. I feel like but I don't know. I think he just like he he's really good at his craft and he knows it, but he still works hard to be really good at his craft.
1: Yeah, you're not doing anything right if there aren't a small percentage of people that don't like you, mostly because they're jealous yeah. of you. Like look at LeBron James, he's got people that hate him. piss people off. Everyone's got haters.
0: Get shit done.
1: When you're when you're in that like when you're that successful and not in the limelight, you're going to have people that compare themselves to you and are mad at you because they're not you oh for sure so i think that's for a lot of people. for sure most people but yeah all right so real life experience am you, i lead, am I leading this one off today dude batter up is baby. that what you said yeah okay. batter up well i learned uh, how did you like that yeah i like that <laughs> uh i learned something pretty uh pretty important last week um in sales so i here's what happened I had a meeting. What happened was? I had a meeting at 10 o'clock with a, a very, very crucial account. It's a bigger account, okay. bigger than average. They're in a buying cycle. They're ending their contract with their vendor and they're they're looking at alternatives. I think they're looking at like three or four different companies. So we're in kind of a and we're giving our final presentation that morning, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I was I was in the office preparing, getting the presentation ready, going through things, just doing all my normal stuff. And I get a call mm-hmm. from well, that day. So there's another account that I've been working on for a couple, amount, for a couple months. They've mm-hmm. been on board. Uh, they've asked for the, a lot of buying signals. They've asked for samples. They've asked for quotes. They like our quote. They like our company. Uh, they're deciding on their own. So this is a different company. And before I'm about to leave for my, my big meeting that morning at 10, I get a call from this company. And I was like, oh, hey, uh, are you still down for me to bring samples by this afternoon? Because yeah. they were... That we had an appointment later that day after my meeting that I was going to go there and give them that, and he said, "I'm not interested anymore." That's just like he that said to me, just like that. He was it was very rude and like very quick, and so I was like, "Okay, can you just walk me through like why like why you're not interested?" Because yeah. you've been all about my company the last few weeks, and he wouldn't give me an answer. He just said, "I'm not interested. I don't, I'm, I'm going with my company. I'm not."
0: Huh?
1: Yeah. So I've been let on for a couple months doing this all this stuff. And I was kind of shook. I was really shook. Yeah. Uh, and this happened at like 9:50, so like 10. minutes Oh, this I can't
0: believe you didn't let like, go to voicemail. Oh.
1: So I was just like, but you didn't know. Well, I, I power of your voice, man. I'm always gonna answer. Yeah, someone yeah, calls. I'm always gonna be accessible. People, that's what people count on. So yeah, I, I wish I would have taken it. So <laughs> I had to have this in the back of my mind and completely erase a negative experience man. to keep my positive mindset going into this other meeting at 10, which uh. was a lot more important i had to make it important. that's hard but it was that's hard and i ended up blocking out of my mind just being like hey that sucks let's learn from it and let's just erase put it out of our mind for now because this is my complete focus is meeting at 10 and i shaped my mindset and i thought it went well but that's just one of those things i mean that's a common thing in sales like it sounds crazy but that happens all the time yeah it's about not the last one unfortunately you have to the tiger woods rule 10 second rule you have to forget you have to take 10 seconds to be mad about it be surprised about it but then erase it from your mind and, and we're on your next shot so yeah. And, and that, yeah and just taking that lesson that's that's what i had to do and it yeah. worked out well but it sucked
0: that's uh i like that mantra uh but it's hard if you don't know if you're always going to have another shot right you know you get a lot of shots in golf
1: mm-hmm. they all
0: matter yeah equally the same but it's just like you, you never know how many shots you get at, at something mm-hmm. so it's just like I love it hard to always live and die by it but
1: that's that, the thing not every not every prospect is gonna be my ideal customer though like, right I'm, you're not going to get everything and there's just so much business out there for me to be hung up on one thing right. even, even though I put time and sacrifice into it even though I didn't get the sign the account like you just got to take the things you, you did learn from it and mm-hmm. appreciate the time you did put into it and the things you learned from it because uh, I learned an important lesson by being told no like that. Yeah. Just by putting it out of my mind and going to the next thing. So things <sighs> like that suck, man. That it sucks fast, ass, dude.
0: But. That really blows. Especially right before another meeting. Yeah. It's different if the, it's like the end of the day. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. All right. But like, and then you're just done for the day. Right. You can but, just go work it off.
1: But the thing is, it. I'm also glad it happened before too because I had such a good meeting. Huh. Like this 10 o'clock meeting. Good. It was probably one of my best meetings, and that was the last taste. I, I left for the day was that. That's meeting. good. So yeah, that's good. That. So there's a blessing and a curse, but you just got to be mentally strong with, with in situations like that. And I had to learn mentally I had, strong. I learned it the hard way. So,
0: hey, welcome to my life, yos. Yeah. <laughs> learned it all the hard way, man. Uh, dude, I had. It's been a while since someone has really pushed my buttons. <laughs> and and this weekend at the race, like, you know, you make friends at, at the concert or, or whatever. And then you go back and you drink some more beers with them. They're making some food, you know, very hospitable. And it's just like, this one dude is pretty, pretty wasted. And it was just pushing all the buttons, like trying to just mess with me. And, you know, it was one of those, like, he really liked my brother. And I was just there because I was like the brother. Like, not that that's how it was, but that's how I knew he saw it. It just, that was the vibe. And I picked mm-hmm. up very fast. And so I just, I didn't really talk to him much. I tried to be nice and cordial. And then he would, you know, just start nagging a little bit, like say the wrong name on purpose and, uh, like, just small stuff to where it's like, all right, this dude just being a doucher. Like, <laughs> leave me be It's getting and, old,
1: buddy. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, so then I would just, I wouldn't, I would just ignore him and still talk to, like, my brother and Tori and, uh, after a while i'm like right i'm over this i'm gonna get a ride and my brother had uh two coolers that were shysted uh we we were there hanging and no one noticed i guess someone just snagged his coolers and that was it at the at the so it was after the race we walked to these people's site and we had set the coolers down nearby and before you know it we go to leave and the coolers aren't there
1: Oh gosh! Yeah,
0: so it sucks, man. People blow, uh, but yeah, it was just <laughs> well, like it—it it was all kind of the tipping point, and it was one of those. I just said we need to leave. We just need to go. Yeah, was and, this later in the day? Yeah, this was after the race. This was like six, six thirty. Okay. So, it was one of those. I'm like, all right. Just a lot of shit in one day. I'm just not pleased. I got in a sour mood. I'm like, we all need to go. My brother got in a sour mood. I was not in a good mood. Tori was trying to just be supportive. I'm like, we're yeah, we're leaving. Let's be go. Positive influence. Yeah, let's go. And, uh, it, you know, sometimes you're just in those where you need to just leave.
1: Because most people will just keep on drinking, just get even more mad just and need, get even more drunk. Need
0: to leave, yeah.
1: Yeah, you knew when to stop. It, it was. It was your cue. <laughs>
0: man, yeah. Had, had a few cues. It was like, okay, today needs to be done um i'm going to bed and that's it (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah just you know it's and i knew what he was doing it was very small things but uh i was just like this just an environment we need to get out of it's not going to change itself so and i'm not going to spend time changing it Mm -hmm. we're just going to leave it yeah so, I, it's, man, it's tough when people just really want to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And it's like, you're already in a sour mood for this mm-hmm. and that. And uh, I was just not having it. I'm like, all right, you guys can stay. I am going to go home. Yeah. And my brother's like, no, we're done. I'm out of here. We're all done. Right, let's do it. Damn. So that was it. But it's just, you know, sometimes. Were they nice coolers? What?
1: Were they nice coolers?
0: It's not that they were so nice. It's just more sentimental value. Like they've been with them for he had one for his last eight races he's gone to. Mm. And when we were walking in with this one cooler, so there's certain dimensions. It's 18 by 14 by 14. And so everyone in security, they have a stick to measure. So they just put that, the length of the cooler, the height. And this one dude's stick that we were getting into, and you could just tell, walking up, like this guy was going to give you a hard time. He was going to get nitpicky, this and that. But there was marker, black marker, like three-quarters – On his stick and he was using that to the end not the full stick I'm like buddy that looks like a foot and he goes this looks a little too long here guys and my brother's like no that is 18 I've been here plenty of times with that and so (laughs) this dude asked an older guy next to him he goes hey is this is this too uh too long here and the guy says you use the whole stick and I just want to be like look pal are you in the business of using three quarters or or two-thirds of anything you got here like you know, do you only use two-thirds of your, your normal stick, buddy? Like, come on. Come on, now. Well, what are you trying to do here? You want us to have less beer? Come yeah. on. Come on, now. But it was just, like, funny. We were like, man, why would you have that stick and not cut it to where you need it originally? Don't don't question it. Use the whole thing, baby.
1: That's small stuff, man. Come on.
0: Yeah. He was trying to make it smaller.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but... uh no, man, coolers were shysted. Uh, and eventually I ended up, like, I need to just go to bed. Yeah. Today is done.
1: What time did you end up going to bed?
0: Um, oh, you man, know, I don't mean, know, like ten, ten thirty. People wanted me to go out and stuff, and I was just like, I'm not having it. No. Like so then when
1: you spend a whole day in the sun, and the that, sun, t- like, sun tires you out.
0: And ended on in a mood, and I was just like, I'm, I need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's it. I had to call it. So. so yeah. But still, good day. Uh, besides that, right? yeah, man. And start. But, out, yeah. Well, right? Sometimes you just gotta change the environment.
1: Yeah. Don't let. Don't change the environment to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So
0: uh, reading. Always on that. That reading and writing. Making sure I get that in daily. Uh, so from small stuff. Uh, there one short one, but uh, argue for your limitations, and they're yours. So if you or people you know that you hear you say like, I can't do that that's just how I am. That's how it's always going to be. Or I always do this. I always mess this up. Uh, like in order to become anything, the first step is to silence your greatest critic, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. Which I know I am the hardest person on myself. I don't give myself much much room for error. Especially when I think they're really big mistakes and I have no margin of error. It's like, well, it just shouldn't have happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh and I forget I'm human too, but this is like, you know, people will say, I can't do that. or There's no way I'll be able to do that. They did that. I can't do that. All right. But what if you told yourself you could? Mm-hmm. Which for some people, that's a hard shift. But I was like, man, you hear so many people. I, I used to hear this at, at Simon. Uh, they would talk about the CEO and, and how much he made. And people would say we'll never see that kind of cash in a lifetime <laughs> I'm like speak for yourself buddy yeah <laughs> that's just- I am not here for a long time pal yeah if I'm here for a long time I won't see that kind of cash
1: yeah that, yeah but don't like don't tell speak, don't
0: like, don't say we in the presence of me when you're saying that you won't make that much money I will like don't love me with you if you don't believe that's gonna happen -hmm and I would, you know, I never said those things, but I would think them in my head, like, mm, maybe you won't. But I got yeah. some things. Yeah. So that and uh, uh, there is one, remember that everything has God's footprints on it. So uh, as you know, getting more into uh, my faith and, and things, uh, when we see the holiness that was created in everything, especially in the unholy situations, that's when we understand like the beauty of what he made uh twin's like man everything that is being done has his his footprints on it like he he knows what's going on he's in control and as something I currently struggle with a lot is putting the pen down but understanding like you know he's got it so you should have a little more inner peace again it's hard to to hand that over and just be like, all right, here's all my frustrations, all my my anger, my issues, my I don't know's, my I don't understand this and that. So it's like I said, I struggle with it, but it's one of those where he's got he's got everything. Like mm-hmm. he he's touched it all. So he knows. Like his fingers on every single pulse. So it's just interesting that I keep reading and, and listening to things I really need to hear right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I thought those two were, were uh, pretty short and sweet, but pretty powerful as well.
1: Yeah, I like those. Yeah. Anything that you're gonna take from those two and work on this week specifically, or anything you're gonna apply from those two things with your mindset or anything you're doing specifically?
0: Yeah, I've really been trying to focus on the latter lately. Of you know, understanding it's it's not my plan. It's not my my timing. Again, I still struggle with that. And then a couple years ago, when I decided to change up my, my lifestyle, my career, my situations, that's when I started to get better at not setting my own limitations. But then, like I said, with that, I still am hard on myself with certain aspects and certain mm-hmm. things, to where it's like, I, you know, it takes me a long time to forgive myself on certain things, to where it's like, hey, you let everyone else be a human. How about you try it for yourself, too? Yeah, so I'm that person.
1: I like that. Good stuff, dude. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, man, getting learned. You good on book talk for your end? I'm great on book talk. Oh hell yeah! So I was reading a uh, going back and finishing a book that I've been reading. So I realized I still got two chapters left in this book. It's called uh-huh. uh, "How to Get a Meeting with Anybody" or "How to Get a Meeting with Anyone." Okay, uh, by Stu Heineke so he talks about the concept of like contact marketing and the the various ways to position yourself to get in, t- in contact with the highest profile ceos and decision makers that you mm. can go after so i've learned this a lot in my job how if you're really trying to get in touch with the president of a company it's harder than you think yeah so depending on the size of the company the landscape it's tougher it's easier in, in some moments so this book talks about like how you can best position yourself to achieve that, whether it's the way you craft your message, the different strategies to going through the gatekeeper, uh, what you can offer from a value perspective to make yourself unique. Uh, so the book talks about the four stages of contact that occur with every high profile CEO, president, uh, from the beginning to a successful ending. So it talks about the stage one, uh, being indifferent. So this goes to like uh your social media footprint your writings uh your publicity what people will find out about you when they type your name into google or linkedin Mm. so like when a president sees your name come up on your thing if he's interested about you what will he find out on linkedin so Mm. for for me i think i've got that going good right now because my linkedin's good like i'm 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 doing a podcast you love your linkedin (laughs) yeah i'm doing a podcast I write blogs for the podcast. I release interviews. So I think whether it's writing something that you care about or just sharing something on LinkedIn or somewhere that you think is cool and writing like your analysis on it, do anything and everything to make sure that your social media is A, appropriate, and B, value added. Like Mm -hmm. when people go to your thing, your profile isn't good. So that's the first one, being indifferent. Stage 2 is being intrigued. So – this, this is stage two that a, so a CEO goes through is you must represent a value proposition that the contact sees as a potential fit for his business plans. So this is when, oh, you check the box off. Oh, you, you're good. You're, you're a good human being. You you put out good content. The second one is, hey, does this person have something that can help me achieve the goals that I have for my business? So that's mm-hmm. the second stage. And then the stage three is committed. So this is where you get through any initial resistance. Uh the the contact your decision maker his executive assistant they have trust in you so this is when you've actually committed and shown that you can you can fit their needs and stage four is sponsor so this is the part where you have proved that you've done well for them you proved that everything does well you've signed the account you've been servicing it for a couple months and they're so happy that they're wanting to go and tell other people about how well you've done so those are the four stages that I thought were cool for so stage one being indifferent. On your social media, on your personal brand, intrigued. Do you offer something that's of value to them? Have you shown that to them through your emails, through your communications with them? Uh, stage three, committed. They trust you. They've signed off, and then stage four, have you fulfilled what you promised them from the time that they committed to you? And are they willing to speak on your behalf? So yeah. That I kind of apply that to any account that I sign. So if I sign an account, those first like couple months of them committing to me are the most important months of it because. I need to use these people's tools to get other people to do business with me. Sure. So that's the biggest thing that I took away from that. Uh, it's a great book for anybody who works in sales or is someone who is trying to get in touch with people who are tough to get in touch with. It, it's, it's a great book. How to get a meeting with anyone. So.
0: Well, there's like, there's so much more of selling yourself than what you're actually trying to sell. Yeah. With anything in every like sales role. Like this is, you're courting each other, you know. It's mm-hmm. like you're going to date. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, everything has to be tip top and mm-hmm. you know, we need to impress them and, and have good impressions. And, uh, it's, man, there's so much more selling than people give it credit for Yeah, to where you have to go through all these steps, all the extra behind the scenes work. I mean, you have to be a one man show. Yeah. So It'd it's be
1: different because these people see hundreds of Thousands of people in emails every day. And
0: so. they know the bullshit when they read it, when they hear it and see it. Like it's, yeah. it's so fast. Yeah. So it's just like never try to front and be like,
1: oh, uh, in,
0: in whatever fashion, they'll know.
1: Yeah. Talk about doing like the homework behind it. Like what's this company going through? Like showing the, they can place trust in you because you've done research on their company and showing what you can do is different from everybody else. Yeah. And so. if you
0: can bring a little motion into it too,
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. You know,
0: touch on like, you know, whether it's the family side of things or like, hey, I know you took this over. Like, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing the story, reading up yeah. on the news. Yep, that's good. So that all goes into it. And there's a lot of accounts out there. So it takes I mean, a lot of hard work.
0: You've also had correspondence with Mark Cuban before. Yeah. Yep. So
1: Instagram and email, both both, both channels.
0: You, you've learned something, I'd say.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was a good good read. I was reading that at the pool today, and it's it's a, it's a good read. So that's
0: cool, man. Yeah, that sounds like a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. That's all I, I I'm gonna put out there for book talk today. So I'm good on that. You got anything else for today's episode?
0: Man, I don't think so. I uh, might go to a bonfire here. Yeah. Nice. Have a couple couple cocktails.
1: Nice. I'm gonna go play golf. Ooh, are you? Yeah. Th- this episode will be coming out. Tuesday morning. This yeah, this be Tuesday morning. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We got a lot into a lot of cool things today. Current events wise, with IPOs. Uh, Slater, what did you get? Oh, relationship practices. Best relationship practice: better sleep. Uh, That was current events. Then we got into uh, bouncing back, forgetting tough losses that you have in your day, and kind of reshaping your mindset to to win your next match. Uh, And then how to get in touch with with high profile people. So. It's a good day. Yeah, it was, and look forward to our uh, interview on Thursday, which would be Christina McDougal, which is the executive and founding director of the Hoosier Farmers Market Association. Lady had
0: some passion and the fire of the farmers market. Yes, she, in that interview,
1: she killed it, and we're gonna get into just the benefits of farmers market, health, healthy eating, uh, just the history behind how she started it. So you guys won't want to miss that one. Yeah, I had to
0: buckle in during that interview. I was like, oh, we are taking off. Oh, it was good. All All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.